On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison. He is Chris Russell. We are your hosts for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. As always, when we're not here with you, you can find Chris over the team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday with Pete Methurst. Find Russell and Methurst on the Odyssey app. You can also find this show on the Odyssey app. On Twitter, Chris is at Russellmania621. I am at DHarrison82. The show is at LockedWFTPod. We're here with a bonus instant analysis for you guys following the Washington football team's 37-3 loss to close out the 2021 preseason, and we are doing so thanks to our friends over at BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are turning to the gridiron as the number one spot for pro football, college football action. We want you to go to BetOnline.ag, get all your odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL survivor contest, both open Right now, head to betonline.ag, sign up today, and get a 100% welcome bonus using the promo code Locked On. And make sure you take advantage of their opening day super promo Thursday, September 9th. You place a bet with the uh, on the Buccaneers versus Dallas Cowboys game. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. That is only available for new customers when you sign up and use the promo code NFL100. So there's two promo codes, Locked On and 100 and get a whole lot of bonuses there. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Chris, let's give the good folks at home, either, either those who didn't get to watch it live, didn't get to watch it where you don't, don't have Game Pass, you're not in the area. How did this game, I mean, plenty of reaction on social media, but how did this game break down for the Washington football team? Well, uh, David, it was broke down, you know, basically from the start. I mean, if you want to, <laughs> you know, look at it that way, um, you know, the Washington offense came out first and, you know, they weren't able to get anything going and it was pretty quick. And then Baltimore and Lamar Jackson surprisingly, surprisingly played one series, right? Baltimore was carving them up. Uh, going through them, he had a 23-yard completion of Mark Andrews on a corner route along the Ravens sideline. And you thought, Oh, Lamar is cranking up, but then he got sacked twice on that particular drive and they missed the field goal. Um, you know, so you, you thought, okay, well, wait a second. That's a little bit of a rough start, but Washington's defense counter punches. And again, they're not playing any of their starters, right? I mean, they were down 27 or 28 guys. They treated this essentially like the fourth preseason game used to be treated like um so they didn't play anybody of really any consequence but yet the defense bent but then didn't break on that first series and yet the offense no matter what they tried to do it wasn't good enough and it's not like they tried real hard i guess because um you know it was too many three and outs too many third and longs uh they couldn't run the ball at all uh jared patterson had a couple of drops and everything went sideways and then you know Clearly the star of the show tonight, uh, and as I'm still sitting here at FedEx Field, uh, is Tyler Huntley, um, who replaced Lamar Jackson after that first series. And oh, by the way, the Ravens lost J.K. Dobbins probably for at least several weeks, uh, it sounds like, with at least a hyperextended knee. You hope it's no more than that. Um, you know, so so they obviously were not taking any more chances. They got their guys out of there. But then Tyler Huntley just torched the Washington football second and third and fourth teamers. I mean, just ripped 
them up 10 yard touchdown run uh then an eight yard touchdown pass then a 25 yard touchdown pass and it was on like donkey kong so it was just a bad night uh overall for the washington football team i mean you said 37 three i mean it felt like about 585 to three um you know they were in the first half david they allowed 311 total yards to and, and only had 111 so they were being out yardage by 200 uh and they finished allowing just under 500 yards and only racking up 173 so i mean you couldn't be probably any more lopsided from start to finish than this game was again except for the the first ravens drive with lamar jackson and i got to you know i asked ron rivera about that and he didn't even let me finish up the question he was like i light of the night pretty much the only one basically <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean that's 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 it in a nutshell you know and we can laugh about it because it's preseason but obviously you want to see your players go out on on a better note if you can and and i you know to begin the game i mean the, the defense came out did pretty well like you said against lamar jackson they did give up the one explosive play but then kind of kind of buckled down and kind of got him off the field uh but then you know after that pretty much everything was downhill so a little bit of a disappointing way that it that it ended can give in the way that it started. And, you know, the television broadcasts kind of gave a lot of credit for, you know, the Ravens played starters while Washington didn't. And that is true. But even when the starters left the field, it, it was, it was definitely not a pretty outing uh, for the Washington football team. Now let's, let's look focus sp sp uh, specifically on the offense. Um, so a lot of people expected the starters to play just at least a little bit. I mean, you mentioned like one player, one series, get off the field. I mentioned maybe a half, of football like some of the other NFL teams did. Turns out we're both wrong, and they didn't play at all. We, we found that out about an hour before kickoff. Um, Kyle Allen gets the start. Steven Montez comes in in relief. Again, not a whole lot of great, but what did you take away from the offensive players that were on the field? Well, um, you know, I mean, I guess the big takeaway would be, again, Jared Patterson had, what, three drops? Um, I know he had at least two. I think he had a third one, if memory serves me correct. Um, you know, Dax Milne had the catch of the night. Uh, that was, I believe, a 26-yard um, catch along the sidelines from Kyle Allen. You know, I, I mean, Antonio Gandy-Golden led them in receiving, but, you know, I, I, I mean, his first catch of the night, four catches for 39 yards, his first catch of the night, he double clutched. Um, you know, there, there just wasn't really anything to, to, to really write home. I, you know, I was disappointed by the run game. I was disappointed by the offensive line. They couldn't move anybody. Uh, I, again, I understand they're not playing their starters. We found out, you know, roughly about a half an hour before the game, um, well, unofficially earlier than that, but officially about a half an hour before the game that they were, again, treating this like the fourth preseason game or like the traditional fourth preseason game. Um, and, and, and as soon as I heard that and then you see, well, the Ravens are treating it. And I think their plan was to go longer uh, with Lamar, but then J.K. Dobbins gets yeah. hurt and, and they pull the string, uh, you, you know, they won now 20 preseason games in a row. And listen, I. I you know me. I'm not. I'm not going to blow a head gasket over a shellacking like this, over a, an embarrassing loss in the preseason. The Ravens take it seriously. Washington, quite honestly, did not, and the result pretty much matches the philosophy. Ron Rivera said he didn't want to get anybody hurt. Um, I understand that. I I just don't know how you get better without playing. Um, you know, practice is great, 
-hmm. The problem is, is nobody can touch the quarterback in practice. So I need to see how my quarterbacks respond and react to getting hit and getting roughed up. And, and, and again, I know you're trying to run a fine balance, but um, without the traditional fourth preseason game, I would have, I would have played them more in this game. Ultimately, I, I had a feeling when we last chatted for the Friday episode that they weren't going to play a whole lot. If at all, I, I was not expecting nothing. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the big surprise to everybody is nothing. And, and like you said, I mean, you don't want to get anybody hurt. So other than other than McTire, who, you know, hopefully that's not a, a big problem situation, um, just like the J.K. Dobbins situation. Hopefully it's it's not as bad as it possibly could be. But still, you go out there and you and you put a team on the field. You you expect to have better. I mean, you've got nine players in the receiving box, but nobody gets more than 39 yards receiving. That was Gandy Golden leading the team. And then you've right. got 32 pass attempts and you net 128 yards yeah. of passing from two quarterbacks. That's not what you want to put out there. And then you go even further into that into some of those defensive struggles. I mean, not to take anything away from Tyler Huntley, but at the end of the first half, uh, the Washington football team was out time of possession by a, by over 11 minutes mm -hmm. out of Baltimore offense. They finished the game. It's it's a good 22, 23 minute difference. So basically the second halftime possession wasn't any better than the first halftime possession. So your, your Washington football team defense is on the football field for almost 42 minutes that's a yep. lot of snaps it's a lot of reps it's a lot of time on the field which i mean for some of these guys they need it chris and let's flip over to the defense what did you see from the defense i mean obviously they got ran through a little bit but it's kind of hard to really blame them when they're spending 42 minutes on the field and these are all rotational guys like at most they're going to be parts of your rotation look at tim settle who plays the entire game he's going to be a rotational piece right. on your defense not a an every snap player, but here he is playing every snap of this of this game for 42 minutes. I'm gonna run down some numbers for you. You tell me what the what this says. 11 plays. Well, I just gave it away. <laughs> 11, 9, 9, 7, 6, 10, 10, and then even the final drive, 12 plays. So Basically, when I run down those numbers, those are the number of plays in the drives that Baltimore had throughout the game. There were only two, uh, let me see here, uh, three drives that were six plays or less in the entire game. You know, yeah. and that's 11 possessions. That That's, to your point, 41-53 in time of possession overall. We mentioned the yardage difference. We mentioned the time of possession difference. I mean, you're on the field way too much, obviously. Um, now, is that because you're 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 playing your Devereaux Lawrence's, your your David Bottas, your your uh, Rotini's, um, you, you know, guys like that? Well, uh, sure, that that that's part of it. But remember, after the first series, they're not playing their starters either, mm -hmm. right? They're playing their yeah. backups and reserves. Um, they just got killed by Tyler Hunt. Late, obviously, McTire losing him early in the game to a concussion obviously doesn't help. But I mean, Troy Apke gets beat for a touchdown. Um, um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, uh, Daryl Roberts got beat for a touchdown. Uh, they were not good in coverage. Uh, you know, they they had trouble stopping the run. Um, you know, and after that first series, it didn't feel like. It didn't feel like they were able to get the same kind of pressure and corral Huntley, who threw across his body, threw on the run, uh, really looked sharp. I mean, again, you know, look, you want to talk about a guy who, who who solidified himself as the number two quarterback in Baltimore with Trace McSorley uh, injured and missing all of camp and 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 
and, and they cut another guy this, you know, I mean, there, there's no need right now if you're Baltimore to go out and get a veteran backup quarterback. They they have a pretty good backup quarterback, right? Um, Washington's defense just didn't answer the bell. I mean, about the only guy that you could say, you know, would be David Bada, uh, Rotini early, I uh, mentioned him and, um, you know, Jordan Kanasik, uh, who I actually think has a chance to be a sixth linebacker on this team, had 10 tackles to lead the way. And that's, you know, listen, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, at one, at one point in time, there was, there was a, I think a second string Baltimore Ravens tight end standing basically alone in the back of the end zone. Huntley throws across his body over the middle of the field. There's two Washington defenders there. Neither of them are close enough to even right. make the play. I know Jimmy Moreland was one of the defenders. I, I can't remember exactly which one the other one was. I know it was a safety. Jimmy uh, but- was out there a lot tonight. And I wonder if that was to, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but, but, but while you bring up Jimmy, he was out, he played a lot tonight, which is kind of surprising because, you know, almost everybody that I know has him on, you know, as a lock. Now, was he playing extra because again, McTire got hurt? Uh, Was he playing extra because, He's in the Chateau Bow. Well, that we don't know. What we know is that, um, you know, Kendall Fuller can clearly kick inside in the slot when they go nickel if they want to play St. Juiced right away. Uh, and along with William Jackson III, or could they be thinking instead of Jimmy Moreland, the veteran Daryl Roberts, who again at times looked okay tonight, but also gave up a touchdown? Not that, again, Everyone else didn't give up touchdowns. You just mentioned Moreland. I mentioned Apke, obviously Daryl Roberts earlier, but maybe Jimmy Moreland is in trouble. I, I don't know. I mean, it was surprising to see him on there. I mean, when I when I looked at when I went back to see who got beat on that play, I had I had to look twice. I, I had I legitimately went to the mm-hmm. roster list and I was like, let me make sure before I'm actually yeah. saying this. And no, yeah, I think I, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think you're you know I think you're right on that. I mean, and he, and again, he played a lot. So I don't know what that tells us. I mean, I think I'm still going to have him on my roster uh, because he can play outside and he can play inside because he's still only in year three and actually next gen stats for what it's worth graded him out. uh, I think the third best slot corner in the NFL in terms of target percentage last year or, or, or something, some sort of analytic like that. And, and, and that was surprising to me because I didn't see that on, on on the field, but that's what next gen stats had, you know, which the NFL obviously uses as their official, you know, uh, stat and, and technology partner. So yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the times of possession, uh, Baltimore Ravens outside of possessions that ended in the half because they had the seven second possession that ended the first half that we're not going to count that one. Their shortest drive of the night, minute 33 seconds. Washington football team's offense had five possessions yeah. shorter than that one. So you talk about David Bottle, we talk about Rutini, you talk about some other players. Let's go to a player who made money. We're brought, we're sponsored by betonline.ag, right? So let's talk about money. Who made money in this game, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I think I could I, I could go a couple of different ways here. I, I mean, I feel fairly I, I don't I don't feel great about how I've handicapped the battle for sixth receiver, either Milne 
or Antonio Gandy Golden both had pretty decent nights tonight. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to say one of those two guys, but obviously if I had to pick somebody on offense, it would be them. So I'm going to go with David Botta on defense, uh, who we talked about obviously early and who actually met with the media for the first time uh, in his career here. Now, again, Ron Rivera, uh, Botta had um, – uh, officially four tackles, uh, a sack. Uh, some people thought he had a sack and a half like that. He got in on Rotini sack, uh, but they, they just gave that uh, to Rotini. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was near. So it looked like maybe he had like one and a half sacks, but officially they gave him at least on the NFL side, they gave him just the one sack. But I mean, he's had a really good camp. Like every practice that I'm at, David, uh, every time I, you know, you just see him knocking down passes or knocking up passes. I think David Vada, um, when Ron was asked about him, he said, look, um, he re- reminds me very much of, uh, you know, the international player they had in, in Carolina, Femi, I forgot his last name, uh, mm-hmm. but he's now in Buffalo, right? They developed him. But he said, you know, basically it takes three to four years for a guy like that from the international player program to develop. So that spells to me like Ron saying, we like him a lot, but yeah. he needs time to develop. So I'm right. going to go with Bada because he's going to be on the practice squad. And oh, by the way, he doesn't count on the practice squad. Or if he gets claimed by another team, then, you know, so be it. Uh, he's going to make money either way. So I would say David Bada. Yeah, it's a good choice. And then you go back to those wide receivers. Uh, I was leading Gandy Golden, but I think I'm actually going to go Dax Milne because. Uh, we talked about the explosive plays at Washington. Well, they had one, and that was the, the pass to Dax right. for 26 yards. That was the lone explosive play uh, of the night. So on a night like this one, I'm going to go with the one guy who brought in the one explosive play uh, the team had. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Ravens uh, get seven. So I'm going to go with Dax Milne making money. It's just like you. He may not be, you know what I mean, that last wide receiver on the active roster, but I think he definitely uh, made some headway with his teammates, with his coaches, and obviously with his quarterback. Uh, so let's flip it over real quick, Chris. And our our the last part, last conversation we're gonna have before we wrap up this episode, yep. our player who lost money tonight. And I mean, unfortunately, there are there's a there's a there's a good amount of choices here. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go unfortunately with rookie fifth round pick Derek Forrest out of Cincinnati because he hurt his hamstring. So you know th- he was in a roster battle uh, for that f- you know what I project to be a five safety group that's coming forward on the 53, um, and he was in a roster battle. Um, I-, I don't think he's in a roster battle, obviously, with Landon Collins or Tro- or or uh, uh, you know Cam Curl or Bobby McCain or DeShazer Everett, but he was in a roster battle uh, for that fifth and final safety spot with Jeremy Reeves. And remember, Jeremy Reeves has been here and Ron really liked how he played last year towards the end uh, and how he practiced and how he worked his butt off to get onto the active roster. So to me, if you're sizing it up because of injury, Derek Forrest might have to go on IR, uh, meaning he would be out for the entire year, or they might have to let him go and then bring him back on the practice squad. Yeah, and the guy that I'm going to go with, I mean, we talked about it before, uh, and I've seen many, I think J.P. Finley also tweeted during the game that Troy Apke is making this active roster, and a lot of people are going to be upset about it. I just don't think Troy Apke did enough in this game, unless unless the the coach came into this game saying Troy's on the roster, like it's just going to be a thing. 
he didn't do enough in this game to solidify the spot without question, like beyond a shadow of a doubt. Let's use a legal term, right? I think Troyaki had the opportunity to come in and basically claim his spot and even give the fan base as, as, as little as that really matters when they're making these decisions, but even give the, the fan base a reason to say, you know what? Troy does deserve to be on this roster, even if I haven't been a supporter all off season. And I just think giving up that, that touchdown pass, he gave up another pass earlier in the game. And with the defense kind of losing their footing and in that tailspin a little bit, he didn't do anything to step up and really kind of balance everything out. And I think that was an opportunity uh, for him to really show that versatility. Again, I'm not going to take away from you and from JP and from everybody else. I mean, there's a lot of people saying, look, guys, Troy's making this roster. Just, just deal with it. But I don't think it's as cemented or as easy as of a call as it could have been in a game like this one. Understood. I mean, I, I I think when you give up a touchdown and you're already a guy who's struggled at safety and corner, certainly it's going to um, lead to some doubt. But I think he'll be on because of his special teams prowess. All right, that's going to do it for this particular episode, uh, a special bonus episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Uh, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. I'm here at FedEx Field wrapping up a 37-3 loss to the Baltimore Ravens. The cut down to 53 is Tuesday. We'll have coverage before and and after, of course, make sure you stay with us right here on LOWFT, reminding you guys to celebrate the freedom of choice. Of course, Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. Uh, so many different choices, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, that's David's favorite, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. They have more special flavors uh, on the site built.com. You can get whatever you want, a mixed box. You can mix up two with uh, uh, two uh, flavor. Uh, Two of each of the nine flavors is what he wanted to say. Uh, or you can do whatever really works for you. They're going to work with you at built.com. They're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar and net carbs, four to five grams of net carbs and four to five grams of sugar. So if you're watching that, perfect for an after uh, workout treat or a late night dessert instead of that bowl of ice cream. Just go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And as always, if you want to hit us up, LOCKEDWFTPOD at gmail.com, LOCKEDWFTPOD at gmail.com, or hit that voicemail, especially now with the preseason over, 301 615 Five seven seven. How worried are you guys about the Washington football team offense? 301-615-3577. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Have a good rest of your weekend. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. 